Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Rob Turley. Rob's vision is to democratize advanced artificial intelligence for all businesses so that it is easily affordable, accessible, and available to everyone. He will dethrone the enterprise overlords, making it a nearly noiseless market and level the playing field so that all businesses have equal opportunity to thrive. Putting the people back into salespeople is key. So may the best business win, not the best brand. Rob specializes in creating versatile products and innovative services for the ever-changing digital landscape. He's a builder of strategic relationships, a process improvement addict, a strategist, and an ethical leader in the big data space who drives critical new growth. Well, good afternoon, Rob. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's, it's nice to be here. Great. Rob, I want to jump into some of the questions. Your background and what you're doing in the AI space is just totally excites me, right? You have a solid background in design, technology, and now in that entrepreneur space. Can you share with our audience the secret to your drive and success? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'd have no problem with that. I like to think that I've been driven my entire life. It's just kind of the person that I always was, get things done, you know, like the power of praxis, that type of a thing. But just, you know, seeing what you're capable of and turning it into reality. So thinking into results, that type of a thing. And so I come from a background of design. I started designing when, what, uh, I was maybe 14 or 15. I was on a published book cover. I did a book cover for a published book, a novel in high school. So that was my first real design that was out in the market. Loved it. I originally wanted to be an architect and moved away from that because it was a bit too technical with the type of design. I've always been uh, interested in sciences, mathematics, and all that stuff, but you can learn all that from a textbook. I wanted to learn something that you need to learn hands-on and design definitely fit the ticket. So I went to RIT, graduated from there. I specialized in user experience and user interface design and had a minor in advertising PR and communications. So from there, worked in the advertising world, did not like it. It was awful to say the least. Yeah. Talk about figuring that one out. Right. And then went into custom development, uh, lived in the custom development world for quite some time being a UX UI designer, was on a project for machine learning, deep learning processes for transcription software, took IBM's Watson, made it 10 times as powerful, and then cleaned all of the data. Uh, it was like three weeks of raw data entry between 38 people for 40 hours a week. It was mind melting to say the least, but that's what got me interested in AI. And that's part of why I'm where I'm at now. And I guess the secret to it is just keep working hard and do something that you believe in, something that you love. That's what matters most is that all the work is worth it if you love what you're doing. And if you truly love what you do, it's not work at all. And I know that's the cheesiest thing to say, but work-life balance, I think is BS. There's no such thing as a work-life balance because your life is work and you work most of your life. If it is work to you, that means you're not doing the right thing because your life should be work as it is. So it's not about, oh, I need to balance this. If it makes you happy, that's what you do. Thanks for sharing, Rob. I appreciate that. Uh, I can tell just by the enthusiasm in your voice. So let's jump into really something that's very timely. As you know, everybody globally has had to make major shifts to adapt to this new normal in the pandemic. Could you share with us what you're doing to adjust and stay relevant in the economy? Oh, for sure. So it was actually an opportunity for us. Not in the sense where, okay, yeah, it's a terrible thing and it would have been better if it did not happen. Though with new technology, cutting edge technology, like my company White Rabbit Intel has and what we build, what we engineer, what we create and give people the opportunity to use People in business, especially in B2B, are usually on the conservative side of things when it comes to trying new things or change. And we kind of look at ourselves like we're agents of change. And because of the whole pandemic, companies were struggling, which is terrible, but 
it makes people more open to trying new things, new technologies, new solutions, because the same thing that worked yesterday is not necessarily working today. So it was an opportunity for us to get quite a bit of traction because people were open to a new technology, more so than they would have been if the economy and everything was perfectly stable. I like to say that there are always tragedies, but there's always opportunity in tragedy. But you have to be willing to see the opportunity, work toward it, and make the most of what's put in front of you. Thank you for sharing. I do appreciate that. And I've had several guests on the show. We talk about this and they share a lot of the same sentiments. One of the recent podcasts I had is someone said we advanced innovation by three years just in the last six months. So you're absolutely right on that. So Rob, maybe you can share with us some of the AI or artificial intelligence machine learning technologies that you're leveraging within your company today. We'd like to hear that. Oh, for sure. So yeah, we build it proprietary. We're one of the few who actually do. It's not just a bunch of licensed software that's been altered to be slightly different or for a different purpose. So it's building it from the ground up. What we do is we use several different types of machine learning algorithms, AI algorithms, deep learning processes. We process data. We're a data processing company. It's what we do. We like to think of ourselves as the, the truth behind someone's business when we process their data. So what we do is that we process it and we create business intelligence and business process analytics insights. Our algorithms actually create micro algorithms. So based on what data went through, it's going to calculate things differently based on the data of what it was. So it's not a cookie cutter. This is what we're looking for. It's actually unsupervised machine learning, which means here are all the materials what is the most efficient, best thing ever to build out of these materials? What is it? Where is it going? And what should we do? It, it's telling you, this is the best use of what you have. This is where you're headed. This is where you need to go rather than, oh, I want to see this, or I want to see this result, or I want to see this report with this result. And I'm trying to head over here. So it's the essence of, it's not about what you want or what you think you need. It's about what is and what will be. So using a very dynamic mix of different advanced mathematics and theoretical mathematics and turning it from theoretical into the real and to use it to actually something that is palpable and usable is what we do. From there, we extract the contact data, enrich and enhance it. We create an aggregate to pretty much expedite the target demographic profile that's created through market research over five to seven weeks, constant drip, spend, you don't see a cent return until about five, seven week period, condensing that in about two minutes and 17 seconds of AI processing time, creating ideal customer percent owners for salespeople as the seller, as the individual themselves, so that we can match them to decision makers in existing prospect lists that would be the highest probability of having a positive engagement from that seller to that buyer. So the probability that they will be able to get along at a personal level, like actually hit it off, have a good conversation. So it will lead to business. It will lead to a sale or it will lead to a referral, or even it could lead to a new networking opportunity or just overall a relationship that was built a very strong meaningful relationship that will lead to business at some point. So it's connecting people to people at a personal level, using AI to do so, and cutting all of the fat out of the prospecting and research processes that people have to do every day. All that wasted time. You know, what, 2% of people in a cold outreach on average are going to interact with you. That's a terrible success rate. Why not cut out 90% of the fat and then two out of 10, there's 10% left, 2% is a success rate. Why not increase that to 20% right off the bat before you even start getting into predictions? And that's what we do. There's other predictions along the way that we do. There's, it's a very robust technology, but I don't want to bore you with the details on that. Another AI, to answer your question too, that we actually use is uh, Fireflies. Fantastic. It's a transcripting software. I'm very familiar with it because I used to build the stuff. And uh, it's a fantastic application and it's only you know a couple bucks a month. 
it's 20 some dollars a month, each user, and you get the whole kit and caboodle. It's just as good as any of the others out there for thousands of dollars. They're doing it for the same reasons we are, making it making AI affordable, accessible, and available to all businesses, no matter the size and no matter the budget. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. At some point, I'm going to have you back on the show and we'll dive more into your what you're leveraging around your product, around the prospecting. I think that's just simply amazing that you're actually leveraging machine learning for that. Thank you for sharing, Rob. This is the big question that our audience really wants to know a little bit more about you, right? We're going to dive in just here on this last question. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to get into technology or entrepreneurship? Oh, sure. Yeah. I'd love to share that. One thing that I wish was told to me is listen to your market. That's it. It's that simple. Listen to your market. Everything that we have built at my business on the road to success and everything was based off of what the market demand was. If people ask for it, that's what you need to do because it's what the people want. And what the people want, your customers, your partners, your colleagues are ultimately going to be the ones that control how your product or service will evolve over time. So being open to change, you will pivot. It's a fact. If you don't, that's when you fail, when you keep everything the same. So be open to change. Welcome it with open arms. Invite it inside. You know, cook it a meal. Take it on a date. You want to change. Change is so important, especially during a time like now. It's more apparent than ever. If companies are not open to that change, they start to go very much downhill. So being open to change and listening to the market, if people ask for it, build it. It's what they want. Just because you want to do it one way or this, oh yeah, no, I, this is my vision. I see it this way. Okay, you could see it that way, but you have to at least put into perspective what people are saying. Because if what you want is not what the rest of the world wants, no one's going to buy the product or the service. Absolutely. I appreciate you sharing that. And it's simply amazing. I love your career journey thus far. Rob, it was a pleasure having you on today, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Sounds good to me. Yeah, same here. Bye for now.